were younger, just starting out, did you worry about your credit score? I mean, did the first place that you ever rented ask you what your credit score is. You know, for this generation that is just kind of getting out there on their own, the credit score has become absolutely essential, especially when it comes to finding a place to live. Like landlords across the country are demanding a score in the 700 plus range, even though anything above 660 is considered to be good. So tell me, When you were in your early 20s, did you even worry about your credit score? Do you even think that you would have had a good one when you were in your early 20s? It is tough out there for this younger generation. So we wanted to talk more about it. Joining us now is Stacey Janczyk-Olekski, the CEO of Credit Counseling Canada. Stacey, thank you for being here. Amy, how are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. Listen, how important is this credit score to this younger generation right now? You know what? It is important. It's important for a couple of reasons, right? Because what a credit score is, it's a predictor of how likely you are to pay back your debts, right? So, you know, you've got employers that may want to look at it. You've got landlords and certainly, you know, lenders, if you're looking at mortgages, who want to see how reliable you are at paying back your debt. So it has become quite important. Right. But, you know, when people are young, that is when they tend to make mistakes. And but, you know, you learn as you get older, but it feels like they can't even afford to make those mistakes anymore. You know what? It is very challenging for young people. I think that we also have to recognize that there's been a lot of advertising around credit and credit scores and getting your free credit report and free credit scores. So I think that adds to young people's pressure because to your point, you know, in our 20s, that is the time to kind of explore, not hopefully not make tons of mistakes, but, you know, you've got a bit more space and grace to make some mistakes. But, you know, when you're needing high credit scores for renting, you know, that becomes even more challenging. Yeah, no kidding. So what are the credit scores and, and how are they used today? Absolutely. So as mentioned, so a credit score is a predictor of how likely you are to pay back your debt. And so that number ranges between 300 and 900. Obviously, 900 is better than 300. And what it's doing is so people are using it to see if you are a reliable, if you reliably pay back your debt. It's different than your credit report, though, which is a detailed history of, you know, all the products you've ever had and then how you've behaved with those. So it's important to differentiate. And, you know, what we also have to understand with credit scores, Simi, is that they actually change, you know, every couple of weeks. Like as you get paid and maybe you pay down your visa, your credit score may go up. But as you, you know, get through the next couple of weeks and you put more groceries on your visa, maybe your credit score goes down a little bit. So we're getting worked up about a number that actually shifts a lot. Right, but a number that is critical, Stacey, to young people these days, because if they want to even live on their own and try to apply to go rent somewhere, the landlord's checking their credit score. They are. And so, you know, my recommendation is, you know, we need to, you know, first of all, be aware of who's looking at who's looking at your credit score. Nobody gets access to your credit score unless you give them permission. So that's the good news there. But then who do you want to give permission, right? So a landlord, for example. So, you know, you have to determine what's needed for credit scores. And then how do we get there? What's the path to building good credit in a safe, you know, responsible way? Okay, how do we do that? You know what? There are a couple of ways, right? We can, if I get a cell phone contract in my name, that will build credit. So not a pay-as-you-go, but it has to be a contract. So that builds credit. So that's good news. I could get a a secured credit card. So let's say I save up $500, put it down at my bank, and I get a credit card for $500. That will build credit because I'm using it, you know, and paying it off. 
I can also get an unsecured credit card, keeping the limit, you know, fairly low so that I can get out of it, you know, if something happens. And, you know, using it and paying it off every month, ideally, if people can do that, then that's how you build good credit. And good, good credit just takes some time and it takes consistent behavior. Right. But again, we're talking about very young people here. I have a lot of sympathy for this very young generation because they can't do a lot of these things without this credit score. And it takes a long time to build this up. When does this information start being collected about us? You know what? When we start getting credit. So let's say I'm 18 and I don't have any access. I don't have any credit on me. Okay, so then when someone pulls out my credit report, if I've given them permission, and then it's not, there's not going to be much to show, right? So that's why I want to start building credit by doing, you know, safe and responsible things like a small cell phone contract, a small credit card, and using it and paying it off. That actually will build credit. So Some utilities can build credit. It depends on the company. So that's where we have to check. But it is challenging. You're absolutely right, Timmy. So paying off your credit card every month, is that the way to build better credit? Like paying it off completely in full? What I would say is that's a great habit. If you can get into a habit of, you know, spending whatever you want to spend and then paying it off every month, that's awesome. Here's what's interesting about how it reports in credit, though, is that if you pay off your credit card in full every month, Timmy, it will report as a one on the trade line for your credit card. So that's on your report. And so a one is the best you can have, right? A one rating. It means you are on time and on track with your contract. You could pay off less than full and still it would report as a one so long as you're within your time frame. You could make the minimum payment and it will still report as a one. So what we see is people with really great credit, but they actually have a lot of debt too. Because what they've managed to do is service, service the debt with minimum payment. Stacey, that doesn't make any so, sense. <laughs> I know, right? The whole point of having a credit score is that you're going to be reliable. And if, it, if you're only making minimum payments, you can still have an excellent credit score. That doesn't say anything about your ability to pay, really. I would absolutely agree with you. And I think that's why, you know, I think, you know, culturally, we need to shift our, our, our thinking around um, credit scores, that it's not the be-all and end-all and that... If I have a great credit score, then I'm a good person. And if I don't, then I'm not. You know, they're, they're mutually exclusive um, concepts. And credit isn't everything, right? You can have bad credit and still be a completely functional adult. And you can also rebuild bad credit into good credit. Well, you, you, you may know, have just it, had some bad luck, that's all. And absolutely. then it just feels like this thing is going to be following you around. The good news is, is it doesn't follow you forever, right? So when I, let's say I... I I, have, I go through a big life crisis and I cannot pay my credit card anymore. I stop making payments. You know, my credit card company is going to want to work with me, right? Because nobody wants bad credit and my credit card company doesn't want that either. They're going to try and work with me. But if that can't happen, then there are alternatives for people to get help. So get out of debt, get, you know, get some peace of mind and some, you know, some calmness because that can be really stressful and then learn ways to rebuild. So it won't stay on their credit report forever. Right, and depending but, on the pro- the province that they live in, you know, it could be six or seven years um, after last payment where things actually fall off credit reports. But I'm thinking that, like, if you're 18, 19 years old, you need to think about this. Like, and I think that's shocking that, that 18, 19 year olds have to start thinking about building their credit score. Well, to your point earlier, Simi, right? I mean, I don't know about you at 20, but I certainly didn't even know about credit scores, let alone learned about them or how to manage it. I always thought it was so, an American thing. <laughs> 
I think it, it probably is. You know, I, I'm not an expert on that, but you know, it's become so much more important, especially for young people nowadays. That we, you know, I don't know how old you are, but you know, I wasn't. I, that wasn't a part of my life at 20 years old. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's what I worry about with this generation. No wonder mm-hmm. they feel like they can't get ahead. Listen, Stacy, thanks for talking to us about it this morning. My pleasure, absolutely. Have a good day. That's Stacy Janchik Oleksky, who is the CEO of Credit Counseling Canada, talking about how younger and younger people need to have a good credit score. And we are talking like ideal credit score, 700 plus range when 660 is considered to be good, just to be able to rent a place. Landlords are now picking and choosing people with these good credit scores. And imagine what you were like at 18, 19, 20, 21. Would you have had a good credit score at that age? No, probably not. Like, Are we asking too much of young people? No wonder they can't get ahead or they feel like they can't get ahead. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.